What it is, what's up? Got another podcast in the cut about Auburn athletics. I have two planned out in my brain right now, but it's 3.51 a.m. And I decided to release the one that's more positive and let the other one frustrate me another day. So, sure, I'm very late with this one. Uh, About six hours ago, seven hours ago, eight hours ago, nine hours ago, about nine hours ago, a game started that featured not one Auburn player, not two Auburn players, but three Auburn basketball players. Being preseason, obviously kind of hard to really put too much, um, I guess, attention into the matchup itself. But I did give a glancing pass when it was about 16.48. I did not check the stats, which would have behooved me to do so. Um, But I did see that Isaac, I think, was just checking in for maybe like the second time in the game. Um, Like 16.38 or something like that, something crazy. And I was just like, okay, I'm just checking out. Um, But in this game, things I missed, I tried to watch in the highlight film uh, there hasn't been a full game replay on YouTube, but with how ecstatic uh, Knickerbockers are on uh, the old Twitter tube, I imagine the full game <laughs> will be up before long. These guys went crazy over this game. Um, if you've ever seen like the Patriots after a Super Bowl win, um, you know the Lakers after a championship win. That's pretty much what Knicks fans were after today. Uh, and I mean, hey, they should be able to. I've literally seen Knicks fans report they haven't seen like an ass kicking like this, like ever. Like they just haven't seen not not ever, but like literally in like years. So I I would imagine that they uh, they deserve to be happy. You know, I I'm not the type of person that's gonna like make fun of somebody that you know finally gets a taste of success. You know, that's just not me, but. I do think it's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> so kind of break it down. Let's see. I have the stats pulled up somewhere here. Yeah, right here. So what I think is worth talking about in this is how did those guys play from a statistical analysis and then what little I could derive from highlight tapes. Obviously not much because that's just not how highlight tapes work, unfortunately. Um, this is a full game. This is a site that has full games replay. A uh, full replay of games. Uh, it's still up. It looks like. Um, do they have preseason? They do have preseason. Oh, uh, I'm gonna tell you all a plug. Please keep to yourself. I don't like link this anywhere. You know, just crazily. But there is a site that's called NBAFullHD.com uh, that has full game replays. I just remembered that I had that bookmarked. Um, so if you want to watch like more than just you know, highlight tapes and actually get some kind of connotation to what you're watching. Uh, full game replays are valuable in that aspect. Um, but from what I could derive from the highlights, it appeared to me that Jared Harper was asked to run the quote unquote point guard uh, role when, in the minutes he played without Emmanuel quickly. Uh, Emmanuel quickly was asked to be the primary point guard, uh, primary facilitator. And that makes a lot of sense. They want to move. They want to stop having RJ Barrett play that role, and for good reason, I would imagine. But quickly looked good, so I know he got a lot of minutes. I believe in twenty nine, uh, Harper got nineteen, which for a backup point, I think that's pretty decent. 
Um, seems like they're trusting him to pretty much run that backup one for the time being. They also ran Theo Pinson out there who um, got more assists, but he's more of a two. So, you know, kind of like a different game. Uh, our Brett, Brett, Bryce Brown got five minutes, uh, closed the game out, went one of three from the field and one of two from three. Um, but it was good three points. Uh, he had one, he was part of a highlight in which he was defending, um, I don't know, it, it was some brother off the uh, Cavs, but he was defending him on the wing. The uh, ball handler, uh, I think it was like a white point guard, brought the ball up. Uh, they did a dive action. Uh, there was also a four, I think a four, I don't know what his name was, but a power four that's between both the PG uh, and the guy on the wing. The four does a dive action from the elbow, the elbow to three-point line. Uh, after that, point guard comes through, does a dribble handoff to the um, to no the, the Cavs point guard, the the Knicks point guard was white, and the Cavs guy was was black. I think the, the color doesn't matter. I don't see color. You know, I don't see color. It doesn't exist anyway. Um, so, so anyway, the point guard brings it down uh to the elbow, does a dribble handoff, a pick handoff, which in effect is when. You kind of get a rub going as soon as you hand the ball off uh, most times. Sometimes it's just you kind of hand it off. And then if the the guy defending the receiver of the ball plays off uh, as Bryce did, you can get in a situation in which you kind of get two-for-one screen where also the backup, the, the point guard for the Cavs was also playing back off of the guy from um, – from the, the guy, the, the, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm messing up right now. One take, we do this one take. The Knicks guard was playing off of the Cavs point guard. So when the screen happened, he also got sucked into the screen. He um, communicated to Bryce, looked like to switch, but in that situation where you just pretty much staying stationary after the um, the handoff and then the rub occurs, it Bryce really couldn't, I mean, like, yeah, he switched in effect because I mean he was part. He was on the screen, but what you want to do to happen that action, you would want ideally to have the guy who's calling out the switch to be playing up, but he just did not play up. It's kind of hard to verbalize. Um, as I said, NBA NBA Full HD, good means to look at the entire game. Um, I'm actually watching it right now while talking. Uh, maybe that's what's confusing me, and also. Uh, the NBA's full game highlights is where I actually watched most of those plays occur. So that was Bryce's action, easiest to suffice. Um, you know, we I think we all know Bryce at this point, uh, undersized but rugged uh, on-ball defender, uh, good matchup for ones. Um, he, he's been a good matchup for twos in the past. I'm not sure how he played out in Maine on that end, but he seemed to be one of their better players in Maine. So I'd imagine that at least it's, he had to have some kind of switchability uh, as far as to play both ones and twos. Um, I mean, he's he's smart with his hands, so I, I imagine also helping. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all heard that. <laughs> I can't edit that out because I'm using my program Anchor.fm slash Black Bill Burr. Um, if you've been listening this long, I appreciate it. you. Probably listening to me more. 
But <laughs> I'm sorry about that. My um, let's just play about MacBooks for a second. My MacBook does not have any um USB ports, just dongles. I have to plug a dongle in there to get a USB port going. So my dongle just hit against my uh mom's table here. And yeah, that's that was the cause and effect of that sound right there. So going off to Jared Harper, um, looked good running the point uh, in the minutes he played. I think, you know, a lot of people surmise Jared as being kind of a um, a pass first point guard, and I think he kind of he he does look to like for open like you know leak outs and stuff like that. Like he he's not like a, a at all like a black hole or you know vacuum you know um what's what i'm looking for tunnel vision tunnel vision he's not like a tunnel vision type of point guard he he definitely looks for the pass but i think it's a situation in which you um i think his most dependable at least in his mind maybe his most dependable looks are going to be when he's bringing the offense uh the, the defense uh onto him such as when he drives uh, obviously, one of the better first steps you'll see. Uh, very good shift in his speed. So he typically does drive um, drive well and create um, at least some help. If whether it be a full on um, you know guy coming over from the wing, and obviously in effect you'll be able to pass that off for a three pointer. Hopefully coming off the strong side, but you know yada yada. Um, or in a situation, you know, guy cheats over, kind of gives him, you know, buys him a little bit and maybe draw a foul that way. He he, he creates off other people typically via his own scoring um, potency. Um, and, and, and today it seems like they ran a lot more uh, off ball for him, uh, at least from what I saw. He did have some minutes, especially in the non-quickly minutes where he's Pretty much, like I said, the de facto point guard. But it seems in the minutes where it quickly and pins him on the court, um, a lot of time he was, you know, bring the ball to the court or pass it off, or he would kind of not really have to initiate the offense, so to speak. And that, I think, is his best role, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how often they'll be asking him to run off ball because quickly can play the two and did play the two in um, in Kentucky. Uh, so I'm not sure how they plan on going with that, but I think, in my opinion, I think the best way they can use him going forward is at least having to bring the ball up to court, and then you kind of can go from there to pass it out in the half court, and you know decide what you want to do with your offense. But they ran a lot more uh, looks, like plays and sets, than I would have assumed the Knicks do uh, or or would do, historically speaking. So maybe that a bold, bold, bold. Like Bodie, uh, from speaking of um, speaking of uh, wire references, I always imagine that whenever Harper is going to do on a national stage, people would make the uh, the Marlowe Stanfield comparisons, and once again, that's occurred to Jared Harper. I saw a couple of those, uh, but bode well for Jared. He does he doesn't move off ball very much, and that was something that he didn't do at Auburn very much, but. You know, you kind of are in a situation with Auburn where he kind of has such a high usage rate that moving off ball would have been a lot to ask of any one person. So I understand that, but hopefully they kind of do some things like with Stephen Curry where they do some 
elevator screens, uh, off-ball picks, get him driving to the rim, a couple of things like that. Because, I mean, he is, like I said, a very sleek individual, uh, obviously very sh- – I'm calling him short because that's rude. Small. He's a smaller guy. Um, so he should be able to get lost, uh, I would think, uh, and being quick. You know, this is name between being quick and being agile. Uh, someone like Steph or J.J. Reddick are just very agile people. Uh, I don't even say Reddick's necessarily fast, but he's just so agile and moving off balls is natural for him. But hopefully Jared can find himself in that same situation. Um, so, yeah, that's about it for Jared. Uh, I liked his, liked his ability to go to the rim, uh, win the balls in his hands. I liked he still has that same confidence shooting the ball. Uh, went two or four from three, which is encouraging. Three and nine from the four, which – is not as encouraging. He's got to probably pick his spots better uh, as far as when he's in those non-initiator uh, moments. And hopefully he can do that when he gets more accustomed to what they run because I think this is this is first minutes of the um, post or preseason, I believe. I'm thinking it is. I'm not exactly sure about that, but my first time hearing about him this preseason, so I would imagine so. So going from there, uh, let me see something real quick. Yeah, it hasn't list preseason. Okay. Um, Isaac Okoro, uh, once again, he's used in such a way that reminds me a lot of what I think Bruce wanted to do with the guy. Um, he, he did occasionally. It wasn't as, I think, often as one would want. And I think it was kind of because of the uh, the spacing just not being great. But in this system with guys like Seti Osman that, knockdown shooter, just crazy good shooter. Uh, guys like that, guys like Darius Garland, just a couple guys you kind of have to respect the body up quite often. Um, and then sometimes they would run a core with lineups like Maker, who's a capable shooter. Um, in those situations, you can kind of see where him coming off the screen with momentum uh, going to the rim or a situation in which like he's posted up at the uh, elbow uh, he's just so comfortable, like going to the rim. He's comfortable driving with the option to kick. He's comfortable posting up, looking for the pass. He's just so smart. Like I think people underestimated how good he was in situational moments uh, at Auburn, like situations where we did we did elbow post ups. We did them with Okiki as well. Um, kind of trying to do a JT Thor this season. Um, he was a very good guy with his, you know, back in that kind of seven to eight feet uh, away from the rim. Um, not an amazing dribble. Like I'm actually watching right now, but when I saw against um, Mitchell Robinson, no, this is Julius Randle. When I saw against Julius Randle, who has about two or three inches on top of him, um, smart fakes, and then just good, quick step, uh, just good, quick first step. Uh, got on top of him, and I believe this is Mitchell Robinson who came off of Thon Maker cheated off to provide help, which kind of um, ruined what was a good quality ISO um, situation. But you know what can you do? Uh, Mitchell Robinson, very smart defender, very he, you know he he knows who to help off of. And on the next possession, Isaac got what was not a very well, it was an open, but not a quality open look. Um, Mitchell was kind of jumping off off of uh, jumping off and kind of a, like to the side of Thon, who 
did when the when I mentioned earlier, dribble handoff uh, screen um, for a Coro, and he got a good contest off of, and I think a Coro kind of barely grazed rim. So I still like his jumper. Uh, his jumper still looks good to me. It looks more fluid, I guess. Like I think it form formulaically appears to be about the same. It's just more fluid. He's more decisive when he shoots. I think that's really what's helping him more than us, like some kind of massive uh, rehaul of his mechanics. I don't see that in his jump shot. So it's good to see that he's decisive. And even going, I think, one of five from the floor, 0 of three from three, still playing 19 minutes. Um, it was still pretty much asked to be like their main defender on guys like uh, Knotts, who has like height on him. Uh, played on quickly, um, obviously the most electric threat for the uh, the Knicks. And this guy is just so good going off of screens. Like, there was a play where he actually defended Harper. I believe there's only one play where that occurred, but I may be wrong about that. Um, where they – I think they, like, had a, a screen that kind of moved along with – like, kind of like a, um, a pick, and then you kind of drive to the rim after the PG drives to the rim, a trailer uh, screen. Um, a coral beat the trailer and I kind of bodied Harper from the side, not like in a foul type of way, but like with the help that was there, the, the center who was there kind of gave good help. But with that happening, actually broke Harper from wanting to go to the rim at all, uh, hurt him back out to the three point line, and Harper passed the ball out. A chorus is so good when it comes to reading screens, um, just an amazing defender already in my opinion i don't know how grades work as far as like you know what's what should be expected out of a rookie what should be expected out of a, a three what's on average but there's no way you can't tell me that a quarter won't grade out the 80th percentile something like that he's just good he's just really good um so that's about it i don't believe okiki played i didn't see anything about him if he did today obviously you know it's it wasn't his day. Uh, it was everybody else's day. But, you know, shout out to Chuma if he did play today. But the guys that did play, I think they all showed, in my opinion, very valuable instincts. Um, I, I mean, when you really just – when you look at Jared, and you just imagine him in these lineups with, like, Tokina on the court. Tokina gets Harper's matchup. And then um, – you know, RJ is a, a plus defender, in my opinion. You put him at the three, well, you, you know, we can kind of work with that. And you can just get Jared hidden on defense. That's, I mean, that, that to me is somebody that, that Knicks needed for a while, just an initiator that also could kind of make you respect him from the outside. That, but with having like four fours in the rotation, depending on what you consider Obi Toppin, uh, having somebody like, Harper, I know his defensive flaws are going to be very apparent at times, but having somebody on offense like him is just going to be so valuable for this team, in my opinion. Um, Bryce should have a role. I don't know how much you'll see those two together just because you have two two guys that statue-wise just will be obvious negatives. Um, there's no way around that. Obviously, Bryce, in my opinion, is physically able to do some things like – Jared kind of Jared has a good wingspan, which helps him out quite a bit. But Bryce physically kind of matches up a little bit more with ones and even twos to a certain extent. He's a very strong built guy, very quick 
very quick hands, but very quick overall. Um, so I don't see I don't think you'll see much of those two together unless it's just G League speaking. But hopefully, there's some chance to get burned in NBA, um, especially with the Knicks that will probably be looking to compete at best. Um, you know, this probably no season in which I would think they'll try to either tank or look to just develop guys to maybe make a trade package occur for some other uh, free agent in 21, 22, whatever. Um, but definitely don't expect them to try to be, you know, uh, hard going to compete for a championship anytime soon. And Coro definitely, I would say, based on what I've seen in three or four games, one of the four best, four or five best calves right now already. And, uh, yeah, I've been drawing on for quite a while, so I think it's about time for me to wrap this up. Um, hope you guys enjoy. Uh, I'm not sure if the quality came out. You know, it's just 4 a.m. You're a little bit less, I guess, raring to go to provide the best audio. But I really want to get this out just because I want to get it out because the video, the, the part this was going to be very Kevin Steele oriented. I'm going to have some very frantic thoughts about that. I just want to have a clear mind about that. Uh, so War Eagle. Uh, look out for Okiki. Uh, you know, keep on keep on supporting Auburn basketball. I mean, this is what we got nowadays. You can say whatever you want about, oh, it's a football school. The football makes the money. But yeah, yeah. The football program is going to be a net negative in terms of enjoyability for at least another season. There's not a 2013 coming that season unless we make a hire that's left field. But right now, you know, you're Kevin Steele's. Um, in my opinion, Tarkeesians, that's not that's not a home run. Brett Venables, that's not a home run. That's not what you, 